You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 80. I'm talking to Jonathan Carone about messaging and how to help your people solve problems that they care about so that they will come to your stuff. Let's do this. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, because remember what happened last time? Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Seth, and I'm glad to be with you today on the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. We're not going to spend a ton of time here. I just want to tell you guys that I am pumped about things going on in our Seminary of Hard Knocks Facebook group. If you are not part of that, you got to join that today. Get in there. What I'm doing now is I'm, I'm interviewing you. Um, whoever's in that group, you have a chance to sign up and be interviewed. Just tell me about who you are and, uh, what church you're at and what you do there. And it's a Facebook live kind of thing where we go about 30 minutes on a lunch, some Friday or Thursday or whatever. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about you and just kind of introduce yourself to the group so we get to know each other. And it's, it's so far we've done one. It was really great. Um, and I hope to do a few more. So you guys go to the group. You'll see some of that stuff. We're talking about church communications, Instagram, social media, leadership, even leading up, leading from the communications chair kind of stuff and in that group. So it's a great place to be. Make sure you go to the Seminary of Hard Knocks group. It'll be linked in the show notes, which you can find at sethmuse.com slash 80. This is the 80th show. I cannot believe it that I'm here with 80 shows. Uh, but I've been at this about two years, actually, a little more, and really only did like every other week. So 80 shows make sense. If I was every week, I don't know if I'd still be doing this. It's so overwhelming. But uh, I kind of want to start bringing more podcast episodes out, uh, maybe going weekly. So I'm, I'm thinking about that. We'll see if that actually happens. Uh, depends on what I can get done in a week, because, you know, um, I do have a full-time job in church communications. I am the communication director at, at a local church here and love it. And I find that it takes up a lot of my time. I was actually texting with my boss and a couple of people tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's not a badge of honor. That is something I got to stop doing. Um, anyway, it's, it's, uh, I can't turn it off. Anyway, I've got a great conversation with Jonathan Corona. Jonathan is, is, uh, the host of a podcast called solving problems. He hosts with a friend of mine named Kyler Nixon. And uh, they talk a lot about story brand and how to get your message out in a way that compels people to actually take action. The story brand framework is a way of copywriting, messaging, marketing. It's a business kind of thing. It's written by our friend Donald Miller. And uh, he's a guy that wrote Blue, Blue Like Jazz and uh, 10,000 Miles to Nowhere and a couple other books. And, and Donald, Don's got just this great business plan. And he uses basically the hero's journey to illustrate how to talk about some of your your events and the things going on at your church. And what that does is it it positions your church as a guide and not a hero. And that's important. And we're going to talk about why that's important in this conversation with Jonathan, who is a certified story brand guide. And what that means is he's real good at this stuff and he can tell you what to do. So Jonathan helps other churches. They focus on websites a lot, but uh, they really help you get your message drilled down. And we, we dig into helping you kind of see why it's important to identify the problem that your people are, tr- are going through and why that's important to kind of talk about first. 
instead of telling them what you think they need to know first. And, and that's a shift in how a lot of churches communicate, uh, especially when it comes to events and uh, things going on at the church. So it's a great conversation. And I honestly had to chop so much out of this because it was just so long. There's so much there. Maybe I'll make it available some other place sometime. But uh, I got it down to about 30 minutes of a conversation, which is great for your drive this morning or whenever you're jogging or listening or working out, whatever. And uh, this is a really great conversation with Jonathan Carone. So I'll shut up and we'll get to the good stuff because I hate podcasts that just go on and on and on before the conversation. Let's do this. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. My guest is Jonathan Carone. How's it going, man? Man, I'm good. How are you? I'm super. And we're going to pretend like we haven't been talking for 20 minutes. But I am really glad you're finally 29, on the 29. 29 minutes. To be to be honest. <laughs> so we, we, we kind of went off on things. You get two podcast hosts together and we talk. Yeah, you delay the start. You always delay the start. But it's good, good to finally meet you face to face. We haven't actually got to meet at any of the conferences or anything, but talked online and yeah. hung out a little bit. So, so um, all tell, my best friends live in other cities, so it's is, okay. Is that you too? That's my, that's yeah. my situation. Like when Facebook my... dies, I'm dead. Like I have no friends anymore. Cause you guys are all on Facebook and it's like, Oh, I should probably get your phone number at some point. Yeah. But we have Facebook messenger, so we don't need anything else. So we're good. Right. I, I'm, I'm over on Instagram. So that one might last a little longer just They're because all it's, my Zuckerberg. So it's the when he goes down, the whole thing goes down. It's the inconspicuous one that might last. <laughs> It's the little stepbrother sitting over in the corner going, just, Hey, just you guys, you guys work it out. Well, man, tell us a little bit about you. What do you do uh, all day long for work and how are you affiliated with churches and just kind of give us a snap- snapshot of you. So I'm a big believer that you can't change the world unless you know who you are. So Amen. a big part of what I do is I help churches either figure out who they are for the first time or rediscover who they are. If they've gotten lost in the, down the path of whatever. So um, I do that through the story brand framework, which we'll get into in a little bit. But once we kind of go through the messaging process and figuring out um, who the church is today and who God's calling them to be moving forward, uh, I help tell that story through websites and through brand development. So brand development is, it's logo creation, yes, uh, but it's also like visual identity in general. Um, What's your visual style going to be? Style guides. And then I help them develop their signage and just their entire general look so that my goal with a website and with a, with logo brand development is that when I'm done with you, you have everything you need to go run it out and never have to call me again. Hmm. And if you do call me, then awesome. But I want to resource churches so that they can go do what God's calling them to do. And sometimes you just need the help on the front end to set the systems upright and to set the story upright so that you know where to go. So that's what I do now. I've been doing that for, um, I'm in my fifth year of my own business. Before that, I was on staff at a church for four and a half years. Um, I was creative director, communications director for part of that. Um, wore a lot of different hats, did young adult ministry, did student ministry. So um, I've been working with churches for nine years now. Um, love, I can't say every minute of it because there's been some ugly stuff in there. Yeah, nobody but, really uh, loves every minute of it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we like, we like most of it and then we tolerate the other parts, but I love where it's led me to. Yeah. So there's, there's been a lot of messy. There's been a lot of things I wish I could have done better. Um, you will never hear me say that I have it all figured out because I screw up all the time with stuff, but I love where it's taking me. I love where it's going. Cause when I get to, when I sit across from a church and we go through the, the messaging process and they're like, man, 
this feels like us. Yeah. And that, that it's just one of the coolest experiences I can have professionally. That's awesome. And I, and I know that having been in that role as well, uh, on the other side of the table in the church com- comms too, you know, trying to figure all that stuff out. Who are we? What is our website need to look like? What is our logo, colors, brand, et cetera? What do we need to make this? Um, we did that ourselves at my church and man, it's an overwhelming process to figure all that out and to make it go together. That's the trick is to get all that and- go in the same direction is turning a cruise ship. Sometimes it's good to have somebody come in and help. Yeah. And what happens a lot of times is what's called the curse of knowledge. And I talk about the curse of knowledge all the time. So if you've heard me, if you've heard my show, like you've heard me say this a thousand times, but a lot, like basically when we think about stuff, we understand our church, our message, whatever, at probably an eight or a nine or a 10 level. And when we go to try to tell someone about that, we tell them at a six or a seven. Mm -hmm. The problem is, the outside world only understands it at a four or five. So we're talking above their heads. Yeah. And the things that we take for granted that everyone knows, like what's love, God, love people, change the world mean? Well, everyone knows that means this. Well, the guy down the street who wasn't raised in church may not know that. And so to get the outside perspective that like, okay, that really doesn't say anything Yeah. to a, to an outside person if you're not, if you're in it every day, if you're in the weeds, which church communicators are, have one of the hardest jobs in the world. I will fight for them any day of the week. Um, and they're in the weeds. So it takes a different perspective to get up above it, to see what it really needs to be because you're just too close to it when you're in it every day. Yeah. And I'll vouch for that too. You know, coming into a communications job, I felt like I had a good overview of things. And I've found that as I've stayed in my position longer and longer, it's harder and harder to be able to see over the top of what's coming. And, and it's, and it's more, much more difficult to go, okay, here's something that's structurally an issue that we can tweak along the way, because I don't have time for that. My head is down. I'm doing the work. You know, I'm accomplishing tasks and knocking mm-hmm. things out, which honestly, for most of us is, uh, you know, we're doing That's 90% of the battle. We're doing the work of 10 men a piece, you yep. know, and, and I know pastors do that too, but it, it's different in that it's a lot of time consuming tasks, you know, design work and, me- and messaging and branding and marketing type stuff. And even answering social media, which never sleeps, you know, we're always on. It is very difficult to see kind of where is this thing going unless you're forcing yourself out of that. And that often disrupts the whole process. So I can appreciate that. And the, the single biggest thing I tell people I learned once I left church staff was how different a perspective of someone who's not on church staff is. Yes. They don't care nearly as much as we do or nearly as much as we think they do. So I know that you go into these churches and you might experience that too. Mm-hmm. Like this is a marketing thing. What does this have to do with our church? So what do you n- normally tell people when you come into StoryBrand and maybe just talk about what StoryBrand is for a second? So StoryBrand is a marketing framework developed by Donald Miller, the guy who wrote Blue Like Jazz. And it's basically how to use the power of story, which has been a Jesus used story yeah. um, to communicate with people. How do you use story to motivate people to do what we need them to do, um, to market your products, to get people to buy from you? That's what it was originally meant. Uh, through that, he has a seven-step framework um, mm-hmm. where most people get marketing wrong is they put their brand as the center of the story. Yes. Um, so when I say brand, it's your church, but so hopefully we can speak common language on that and acknowledge that 
this is a marketing conversation. We can get into other stuff, theological stuff later. But they put their church as, a, as the hero of the story. Hey, this is what we're doing. Come to it because it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Don't you want to be part of it? Right. The problem is people are living their own story and they're the hero of their own journey already. Mm-hmm. So when we position ourselves as the hero, we're competing with their story. Instead, what Don and what StoryBrand would say is that you need to position yourself as the guide to help them get to what they want to become because they're already struggling. And if you study storytelling, the hero is the weakest person in the story. Luke Skywalker is a much weaker character than um, Obi-Wan or than Yoda. Those guys have been there. They figured it out and they can help Luke get to where he wants to go. So if we can position ourselves as the guide and what, what that takes is a couple of things. It takes figuring out what the people we're trying to reach, what they want or what they need, mm-hmm. what they want to become or what they need to become in the church world. A lot of it is what they need to become. It's, it's a little bit different in the church world, but what do people want? And then how can we express empathy and authority to help them get there? So we know you want faith for 2019 and beyond. So we know you want a faith that actually makes sense. Well, we understand that because we've, we've heard things that don't, that we don't know how we've heard things that we didn't know how to apply. We've heard the Bible taught and didn't apply. And we've got experience helping people understand the Bible better so that they can apply it to their life. Right. That's how you make yourself the guide instead of being the, the hero saying, we know everything about the Bible and can teach you everything. Yeah. And one of the things I love about what he says, when you make, you mentioned it briefly, kind of hit on it, is that Luke is, if I'm talking about Star Wars, I'll do this all night. But <laughs> Luke, Luke Skywalker is the weak character, but he's the hero. The hero is the weakest character. So if the church positions themselves as the hero, look at what we're doing, we're overcoming this stuff. The people come to us, not only is it like, well, I'm not really looking for that. It's we're we appear weak. Like we are not an authority. We are not someone that can help them. We are not valuable to them because we ourselves are struggling with something. And not that we have to appear like we have it all figured out, but it's just that that positioning of we're here to guide you towards a faith in Christ versus, you know, the weaker position of we're all learning together and our church is growing and we're doing these great things and we're overcoming these obstacles. And yeah, that's what that's what they're doing. You know, right. and it's like, they go, well, you obviously are weak. You're going through the same thing I am. How can you help me through what I'm going through if you've never been there? And Don used to do this thing at the live work, the story brand live workshops. I don't know if he still does it or not because they've gotten so big. But um, the one I was at, he had us all get up out of the room and walk out to the corner of uh, these two streets in downtown, downtown Nashville. So he's like, all right, guys, we're going to take a break in five minutes, but I need you to come outside with me real quick. Uh, for one thing. So we like 120 people walk outside. We're standing on the sidewalk in downtown Nashville. He climbs up on a light post with a bullhorn and says, if people trust you, they'll go wherever you lead them. Have a good break. Yeah. That's all he he just wanted. (laughs) But it's true. If you can show empathy that you understand what people are going through, what they want out of life and what they want, what they need. If you show that you understand them Mm -hmm. and that you get it, and then give them a plan to move through it, they're, man, they're going to follow you wherever you go. We promote marriage conferences as, hey, we've got a great conference. We're bringing in this speaker you may have never heard of. It's going to be great, and you should come, and it's going to be great. And 
Signups are in the lobby. It's going to be great. So don't miss out. It's going to be great. It's going to be that's awesome. The, that's the way we promote things. Instead of <laughs> saying like, that doesn't tell me you understand what I'm going through. Yeah. That doesn't tell me what problem you're trying to solve. That doesn't give me a picture of what my life is going to look like when I get on the other side of this thing at all. Totally. So yeah. the difference would be to position yourself as the guide through that. Hey, we understand that 50% of marriages in America end in divorce, and we don't want that for you. We, we know how hard marriage is, and we want to help equip you to have a thriving marriage that lasts for your entire life. To help you with that, we've got this marriage conference coming up this weekend, and we'd love for you to sign up so that you can have a thriving marriage that lasts time, through the test of time. It seems like we miss sometimes that this isn't really what they want. This is what we want right. for them. Right. And we haven't identified the problem that they have. Right. And I think there's a lot of aimless marketing in that sense, which yes. I think that's what contributes to our messages becoming just this buzzing sound in the background. And you know, you've got a buzzing sound in the background. I think when everyone starts to say, well, nobody really watches the announcement loop or, you know, nobody's really listening during announcements anyway, or if people start complaining about, well, I said it in three different places and they're like, well, I didn't know when that was. And like I've gave, I gave it to you four different places, you know, and, and you're like, well, why? Well, probably because you you're it, not giving people a reason to care. You're not making them listen. Yeah. And th- and there's, it's such an, a nuanced difference there between mm-hmm. throwing out information and, and compelling them to listen. A lot of pastors feel like that's manipulation. And I think there's a fine line there where we're okay to do more of that. Hey, I have a message. It's important. So I'm going to care about it enough to help make you want to listen. Well, sometimes people don't understand they have a problem. Yes. They're like we were talking about with church communications in general, they're too close to their own life to realize that something that they're doing or that they're experiencing is a problem mm-hmm. or that they're missing out. So we have to set up the product. So if you use story brand to teach, to do a sermon, um, I'm working on a camp that I'm work that I'm teaching at this summer. So I'm going through like writing the messages now. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to do to story brand a sermon is to lay out the problem and then escalate that problem. So okay. it's not enough to just say like, Hey, we know marriage is hard. Well, marriage is hard. And that's why 50% of American marriages end in divorce. That, so I've escalated that problem. Yeah. Well, here's the good news. We understand how hard it is and we have a plan to help you get past that problem so that you can end in a positive way. Yeah, I think that's the aversion sometimes that you, you meet with the, starting with the problem is that churches really have a hard time being negative and talking mm-hmm. about negative things. And, you know, without, there's not an understanding, I think, that you can talk about a negative in a way that is you know, leading towards a positive because you never want to, like you said, just leave them in that depressing state. Where, so here's like, how we describe it with StoryBrand um, as a StoryBrand guide. And Don, I think Don does this in the book and he teaches it at the workshop. If we're baking a loaf of bread, success is our flour. Mm-hmm. We want tons of flour. Failure is our salt. Failure is what gives the bread flavor. We just need a little bit of it. Yeah. Overly salty is terrible. Yep. But the perfect amount of salt and you're left with Olive Garden breadsticks and people can eat a thousand of those before they eat their meal and still want their meal. So if we can perfectly salt our message with failure, then we're okay. Yeah. But without that salt, like 
that's terrible. Like no one wants that bread. Yeah. And we also think too, I think as pastors, um, we kind of assume that since you go here to church, that you know that walking with Jesus is important and that that's what you really want. And you're going to do things that it takes to do those things. And so I don't have to give you a reason to want to do that. We all agree that that's that you should want that. So all I really need to do for my event is tell you when it is and tell you to come and how it's going to be great because I'm assuming that all of you, because you go here and you believe, know that coming to a Bible study is what you should be doing. And so I shouldn't have to compel you to do that. And that's the kind of mentality I think that's there that because we have this understanding of a misunderstanding of telling them what the problem is and it compels them to say, okay, I do have that issue. That's why I need to go to the Bible study, mm-hmm. you know, right. ver- versus my issue is sin. And I've already taken care of that because I believe in Jesus. So I really don't need to go to a Bible study. When we're on church staff, we're in, we're at the church 45 hours a week. Yeah. We wake up in the middle of the night thinking about what we need to promote. Mm-hmm. As a non-staff person, I think about church for the hour that I'm there, and probably maybe not small group, yeah. maybe not maybe small group, maybe something throughout the week. Yeah, we don't so realize the percentages. We don't realize we're oh. in the bubble. We yeah, don't, we don't realize we're in that bubble. So, okay. like, for example, my church does the first Wednesday thing. The church that I attend. Mm-hmm. First Wednesday of the month, a worship night, uh, seven o'clock on the first Wednesday with worship communion and a small teaching. I have never gone. Uh, seven o'clock is my kid's bedtime. Yeah. So yes, they've got childcare there and which is great. And they have a child experience, but I just don't want to fight my kids to keep them out later. Um, I have a two year old and a three year old. So, um, it, to me, it's, it's not worth it. And I'm, it's never been said in a way that was it would be worth it for me to show up and to to sacrifice that time. That's what the people you're communicating to are thinking. Right. Why do I need to do it again? And here, here's the thing, because I know someone like people are in their mind, they've got their fists up, ready to push back about what I'm talking about right now. Because they know someone in their church that's going to show up every single time that the doors are open. Right. And yes, there are the 10 to 15% of the people who are going to show up with like you yeah. roll the balls out, they're going to play. Yep. They're the 10 to 15% of the people who are never showing up to anything but Sunday morning. The rest of us, the 70% in the middle, that's who I'm talking about. For you to really just begin discipling people to, to take them further, you've got to give that 70% of people a reason to put normal clothes back on, to come back out, to skip soccer practice, to whatever. Yeah. I think the principle is the overarching thing that people are looking for is an authenticity. And when you can come into their space and speak their language and say it Mm -hmm. how they say it, you feel regular, you feel normal, you feel authentic. You feel like you're not putting on a show and you're not high church and you're not using words they don't understand. You're just one of them. And that feels raw and, and, and they can trust that. That takes a humbleness that, is very hard for many churches. And I don't say that in a way that is degrading towards churches. I think it's the nature of being in that bubble we were talking about. Right. When you're in the bubble, you think your stuff is so important. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we've got to humble ourselves and serve the people we're trying to reach 
by saying, you know what, our stuff may not be as important as we think it is in the lives of these people. Yeah. In fact, but, I, I saw a survey recently. Um, I think it was a Barna, in fact, where they did a survey of like what people value most in the church service and the music was like way low, mm-hmm. way low on there. It's been and, like that for a few years. And, and pastors hearing that stat have a hard time, I think, accepting the fact that your weekend service is not as important as it used to be. It's not, and it that frustrates us because we understand how important corporate worship is. Yes. And so we think, why don't you, why don't you understand this? And so we get frustrated that no one's in there or that announcement guy who gets up after the first service and well, or the first song and welcomes everybody's speaking to an empty room. Mm-hmm. So that, so we're frustrated instead of saying, you know what, we've got people on our campus who are connecting with each other who they haven't seen in a week. Well, I know you, you, you talk with churches a lot. You, you get to work with them and help them through like branding and messaging and stuff with story brand. What's something that you see, like when you sit down with them, you'll, you'll work through this process and let's say they try really hard to implement what you're saying. What are some of the big changes that they notice right away when they change those messages on their website or they change it uh, and how they talk about giving or um, some things that you've seen, just what, what are the, what are the successes of story brand that you can just see these churches are really like, it was a 180 turn. So I'll give you an example from uh, cross point church in Nashville. And this isn't, isn't my example, but uh, their creative pastor drew is a story brand guide. So they've implemented story brand throughout their entire church. Um, oh, cool. Drew told me he got on stage one time to do a small group announcement and he got up there and he goes, you know what, guys, small groups are awkward. Like it's weird going into someone else's house and sitting around talking about life. And he said he didn't run this by their groups pastor. So their, <laughs> their groups pastor standing in the back of the room, like what Sweating. the heck are you doing? And <laughs> Drew said, but you know, it's really important. It's important to have people to do life with that you can turn to that when you get in a car wreck, you can call them or when something happens, you have someone you can turn to to support you. And that's why we do small groups. So yes, it's awkward, but we here at Crosspoint think it's really important uh, to do that as part of your life. That was the single highest sign up day for small groups in Crosspoint history yeah. since he's been there. And it was all because he took a minute to acknowledge the problem, to acknowledge the awkwardness of it, but then speak into that. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes is acknowledging the fact that we're going through this. And again, it's, it, it's the problem. Like you set up the problem, you, you show empathy and authority and you give people a plan. Yep. And if you do those things and then you cast a vision for what success looks like, I mean, that's the framework right there. There's a little, I mean, you can go more in depth with it, but if you do that and you're going to change the world. Yeah. And you can do that when you're telling people to give, you can do that when you're telling people about an interest meeting for a motorcycle riding crew, you know, you can, you can story brand. Like once you understand story brand and the story brand framework, you can literally create what's called a brand script for any event, any ministry. Um, cross point does that North, um, North point. Yeah. Atlanta. Um, they have jumped on the story brand framework hard. Yes, they have. Um, they have actually each one of their ministries is going through the one process. 
Mm-hmm. So like, what's the problem we see? How do we fix it? Or how do, how do we try to help? Yeah. So every one of their ministries, everything that they do is going through that process. Brand script, every event they do. Um, Andy's teaching series, they're putting together a brand, a brand script so they know what they're going through. Crosspoint does that. Um, shameless self-plug real quick. This summer on Solving Problems, we're actually going to be talking to churches about how they implemented it. Oh, cool. So like we've, so the past, this season and last season, we've gone more theoretical of like, here's what you could do. Here's how you can use that. But we're actually going to sit down with some churches this summer and say like, all right, how do you brand, how do you use it for event promotions? Yeah. How do you use it for sermon series? How do you use it for whatever? And go through that whole process so people can see the tangible of what, what we've been talking about. That's awesome. And that's a great segue. Tell us about your podcast, Solving Problems, and uh, where, we can, where we can find that. And then uh, tell us where we can connect with you on social media online. Yeah, so we started the Solving Problems podcast uh, fall of 2018. Uh, you can go to solvingproblemspodcast.com or we're on all the major uh, podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, so it's solving problems. And what it is, is we talk about how to use story to reach more people and grow your church. And it's all about how to specifically use the story brand framework and the different pieces of that. So uh, we we do two or three series uh, seasons throughout the year. So you can catch up at any time. Like everything is um, pretty self-explanatory each week. Uh, for me personally, I am at Jonathan underscore Corone on Twitter and Instagram. And, or you can search for Jonathan Carone on uh, Facebook, and I'm probably the first person or the only person to pop up. Um, and then my website for my business is coronedesigns.com. It's car one, C-A-R-O-N-E, designs.com. That's where you can find out everything for the business side of things. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, I really appreciate your time. We, um, it's, it's always a pleasure to get with you, pick your brain, because you know a lot. So, uh, it's really, well, I, I really appreciate your time here, man. And I know it's been really valuable for listeners. So, uh, you guys can find these show notes. This is my 80th episode of the wow, podcast. I got to be a milestone. You're a milestone 80. Um, I, I'm only 20 away from that big 100. I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be We're at 15. You're at 15. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. there are 15 solid episodes, man. I listened to about the first five, six, and uh, you guys need to go check that podcast out for sure. I'll link to it in our show notes as well, which you can find at sethmuse.com slash 80. And you'll find all the links and things that we've talked about here uh, in those show notes to link to easily. So you don't have to remember as you're driving down the road. Um, Jonathan, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate you. Thanks, man, Seth. I appreciate it. All right, you guys, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So uh, thanks for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. See ya. This episode of the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast was brought to you by the Smurfs. Remember that show? That was a really weird cartoon, man. 